All right, we better start. AI is usually very, is punctual. So you know this is an AI. <laughs> usually AI would have started at seven o'clock. Yeah, yeah. So this is, this is not an AI meeting. <laughs> it's a negation of I meeting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, anyone's new here today and has any question or? Um, or getting in a couple more people. I want to share a couple of things. These were just uh, insight over the years concerning the sharing of the message. One of them was uh, a recognition that what we usually take ourselves to be is not what we want to receive the message, yes? The message is basically about that. And that sense of being the one who's going to hear the message is what we're really talking about as not us. And the difference between hearing and a hearer of the message. So the hearing obviously is what happens. And then there's a reaction. And then there's the idea of the hearer. And in a way, it doesn't doesn't have any intention, but just the claiming of the hearing neuters it in a certain way. And uh, you can't seem to get around that as the hearer. You know, it's just like that you hear about that great party, but when you get there, it sucks. It's a certain, that's the role of this claiming has. It quickly claims something, and then there's a meaning given to that something it claims. It can't get the thing itself so when the idea when the head claims the hearing it doesn't ca capture the hearing yeah it comes out of it's like ai i guess you would present something to ai and ai would like you know i was watching once they had uh ai doing uh middle earth by tokian what the ends would look like and everything. And, you know, be quite could be quite different and stuff. So it's sort of like the AI claiming the hearing and then its idea of being the hearer is has a neutering effect to the hearing. It's I don't think it's intentional or, or it's like a target, but that's just how it goes. Yeah. So once something gets interpreted, you've lost the sense of that something. Yeah you have an interpretation of it. So uh, I think that's what AI is doing with a lot of stuff. It's just, you filled something in with a lot of information and then it, whatever it meets, it frames it with that information it has. Yeah. Which isn't really meeting it. <laughs> it's just reacting from you. It's sort of like the idea of you're worried about what other people are thinking of you, but it's those, it's the thoughts, your thoughts that you're worried about other people are having. The other people may not be having those thoughts, but you're worried other people are thinking about you the way you would think about other people. So, so it's, uh, it can't seem to get out of it once you seem to be in it. And this, and the point here is not getting out of it. The point is not getting out of it. It's recognizing you haven't been in it, yeah? That you're not doing it, you're not being really done to by it. Uh, you're before it, yeah? 
unsullied and unaffected truly. There's an aspect of us that's unsullied and unaffected. And that aspect, uh, it's just like a, another thing. I'm just running a wild, wild, but obviously when I was growing up, I had a lot, a lot of ideas about my mother. Yes, a lot of ideas, a lot of ideas. And basically, I don't think I saw my mother as a person till, since I was about whatever. Yeah. And then I did a thing called Est. I think they call it Landmark now or something. Fount. I don't know. Landmark or something. I did it in 1971 or something with this guy, Werner Earhart. I think he was the one who started it. And um, things happened in that little activity. It's, it was like two weekends and a, and a middle of the week. And then you could do follow-ups up. And I did some follow-ups up. And what it led me to do is to, to go and have a nice talk with my mom and basically uh, questions that I already had fulfilled the answers to, not giving my mom the opportunity to be her. I, I went there with those questions and had a question mark after I asked them. In other words, I was going to hear it from my mom. I wasn't going to take my projection about my mom. Yeah. And my mom was very, very forthcoming about shit I thought she'd never say anything about. Like, did she like sleeping with my father and shit like that? And it was just very, it was very uh, awakening in a sense because I had frozen her as my mother, mom, my mom, instead of the person that was alive and a verb going on. And when I gave her the opportunity to demonstrate uh, it surprised me in a really lovely way. She was very forthcoming. It was just she hadn't talked because I had never asked her because I thought I knew already, yeah? So this is sort of a similar thing. So I had come to the conclusion doing these talks early on that uh, you're not the target of the talk. You're actually the object of the talk, but that you're not the target of the talk. We're actually throwing it, trying to throw it over your head or around you or where you can't reach. Because if you understand it, that's not it. Yeah. The point is you can understand it. That's it. So when you think you got it, that's not it. So your, uh, the message is really meant to confuse and frustrate the system that wants to grok it or understand it. And the only way you can understand it is of and as the system, which misses it, yeah? So the system understands things by giving it a meaning from the system. It doesn't accept the meaning that's coming at it. It gives the meaning from the system to it. And that's the neutering of it, literally. So this message isn't for you. It's not meant for you to understand it. It's not meant to, for you to get it. It's meant to really frustrate that movement that you call you to the point that it may like sizzle out for a second. And when, when it seems to stop or get interrupted, there's something that's still there. Mm -hmm. That's us, yeah. See, now we can't meet us because it hasn't not been here. In other words, it can't come in and introduce itself because it's us, yeah? It's beyond meeting or, or arriving at or getting because we're it. And that's the difficult thing when we're attempting to understand it from an understanding that's contra to it, 
Yeah. The understanding of you as the center universe has a difficult time making room for another center of the universe. It's just the way it goes. So what needs to be questioned is this idea of you as the center of the universe, not to answer its questions, but to question the questioner, you know, to ask that question, who the hell are you or what's going on? And so the message is meant to go over your head and the activity of this claiming is not volitional. You're not there choosing to do it. This was another thing that became very important sharing it. I realized that there was a whiff or still like a stench or a scent of doership. No matter how you attempted to present the message, there would be some kind of hook of I did it or I'm going to have to undo it or you know, the selfing's driving me crazy or I'm selfing all day. There was always this sense of you that was still lingering. And no matter how much you said it, it's mechanical, it's mechanical. You had to watch people and be like an ear doctor because I can see that they're hearing it and somehow they're at fault. And somehow basically when all the niceties of this new message is going to get down to me stopping doing something or me starting doing something. And it's not about that. It is not. This is not a subtle path. This is not saying no to a crude path and, and then replacing with a subtle path. There's no path. There's basically a negation. So any steps that are and added are going to be negated, needed to be negated anyway. So he might as well just negate it now. Yeah. So the negation is also is not denial. Mental denial is not negation. Denial is when the apparatus, the system is taking something to be so real, it's a fucking nuisance or a threat. So it just fucking denies it. Basically, it just doesn't. But it's not that is not neg negation. Negation is the seeming supposed reality something has been given being uh, ungiven. Yeah. So there's a negation of a reality it doesn't have that it's been projected onto by us or taken to be as us. Yeah. So it's a negation of that. They're different, much different. Negation isn't like trying to make something unso. The negation is trying to point out that something is unso. Yeah, it's not trying to make it unso. It's basically stating the fact it is unso. So it's not like, a, all right, I'm going to attack it and tear it down. No, it's a negation of any relevance that we've given it. Yeah. And then when the relevance is keeps being given to it, you see the mechanicalness of it. Yeah, because if it was a choice, you would probably stop after you see it. After you see it, if you could do anything about it, you would probably do something about it. But the seeing it is just seeing it, and it does its own thing. What happens is the volume of power and ability to uh, flamboyantly display this misunderstanding gets severely limited by a loss of interest in it. Seriously. So it still plays its little game, but the game is it's it's in like a little bar on the corner, not in a fucking arena, you know, in front of 80,000 people. 
it's just it changes uh <laughs> also the head does not have its own volume control the volume that the head is playing is based on the interest and attention that's going to it yeah if there's a lot of interest and attention that little whisper can sound like a fucking scream no one else is hearing the scream but it sure sounds like a scream so this isn't about praying for your thoughts to be less your thoughts. It's to see you're not the thinker. And if you're not the thinker, then the thoughts don't garner as much interest and attention going their way, basically. So that which used to really have a huge effect on you when you were listening to it may not have that same effect when you're hearing it. Yeah, the hearing of it comes along with the system we're conscious so we're going to be conscious of things the listening to it is goes somewhere else yes i would say in buddhism they would call it the cherishing of self so when there's a listening to the head there's a cherishing of this idea of you of me yeah because the head is all about that truly it's really all about that it's all about that when it's talking about others it's about that so the mechanicalness of it and the quickness of the moving of the mental state to claim the conscious contact. While obviously the contact is made through the five gates of the senses, they say, and then there's contact with thoughts and, and ideas and shit in the head, which would be the sixth gate. That's what Buddhism added. So there's the six gates of contact the mental state arises quite quickly after the contact does not arise with the contact. Conscious contact is not sullied with the mental interpretation. The mental interpretation is added a little bit later. Yeah. Now it may seem to be so incremental, you can't see it, but because of its effect and because it's of time, there's a great influence on it that could come from the timelessness. So when you see it from that which hasn't started or stopped, it changes the vision. You will see uh, the claiming instead of looking from its effects. You will see it. Yeah. If you hear satsang, you're going to see it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you'll be put in, the, in let's say, the... Uh, Well, you won't be put in the before, you haven't left the before, but you'll see it from the before, and then you'll see that the, the idea of the hearer, the feeler, the taster, the toucher comes after the conscious contact of seeing, hearing, feeling, and tasting, touching. It does. There's a. It may not seem like it takes any time, but it takes time. And in this case, the difference between no time and time isn't that there's millions of years of time it's a second is usually different from no time so you can see the contrast it doesn't have to be 300 years of time to see the contrast of no time one second in time seen from no time can be rather long you can have a long pause pause there and a lot of downloads happen it does yeah and I feel satsang is a way of uh, allowing downloads, truly. 
because we're hopefully we're in this grace of a loving presence in this group conscience. And I feel we're lingering in the before or the no time more than in the time. So, so the mechanical movement of claiming you're not doing it. You are not doing it. Yes. And the clarity of you as what you're being represented as is not going to get it. Yeah. And to me that, that takes a lot of air out of the balloons of intellect, understanding, uh, acquiring knowledge, the seeking everything. When you as what you are, are incapable of getting what you already are, because it can't get what you already are, it thinks it's something already. <laughs> so what you already are is seen as something other, and then it believes its mechanisms that can understand other things will apply to this because it's making what we are as an other thing, and it doesn't work because we're not another thing. That's the simple message of non-duality. The seeker is the sort. That's why it's not working. To you know, you can't you can't seek for the seeker because the seeker is the sort. Yeah, that's the beautiful news. I hope that hits you, and puts an end to this fucking charade. And what does that mean? Does it gonna stop? No, but literally it will seem like it stopped because you won't be that interested in it. You just won't. You'll. Your interest will be freed to be captured by other possibilities, which means most things, the other possibilities are going to appear in the moment. Yeah. So you're here and you hear a beautiful sound or a smell or the water hitting the rocks there. Da 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 dee da 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 da. You're obviously the availability took no thought or effort on your part. And you're, you haven't arrived at this present moment. You are the present moment. So that tends to lend uh, a great suspicion to how you're presented in the head. Because the head is telling you, you can be disconnected, out to lunch, you're not here, you got to get here. This You got to get to the real here from the vada. But the sense you have all day is you're present and you're available. Yeah. That's basically, I mean, my head checks out a lot, but the whole situation doesn't check out. Yeah, it's here. Yeah. It's here. Paul, sorry, I muted you. You checked out. <laughs> uh, how long ago? No, three seconds, five seconds. Oh, all right, that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> just 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 when you said that your head checks you out or checks out. <laughs> oh, the head checks out. Yeah. 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 Well, it loses shit and stuff like that. <laughs> but in fact, basically, I'm here. I, there's an awareness of it losing shit. It's not aware that it's lost shit. <laughs> <laughs> there's some shit I've lost like three years ago. It comes to be like a couple of days ago. Where's that green G-star fucking hoodie I had? I haven't seen it in two years. Yeah, so <laughs> I'm looking for an insulated vest. I don't know where that is either. I don't know. I must be just taking my clothes off outside. 
and forgetting. I don't understand, but but whatever. That's uh that's neither neither here nor there. So <laughs> so the mechanicalness of the activity of selfing. I use the word self, but that just just fit into the recovery format. I don't believe there's a self. I don't. I don't believe you're defeated by self. I truly, the only thing that could defeat you is you, but it has to be masquerading as something else. Yes? Yeah. So I believe the activity that's setting up the situations that seem to lead to our defeat is selfing. It's a mental activity. And it has reinforcements in the mental realm. If you're remembered, you're remembered as a body. You're remembered as a doer. You're remembered as the person who was there seeing the temple three years ago in, in Burma. You were the seer of that temple. So the whole memory has you as this doer, the seer, the thinker, the long-lasting independent separate entity, which is truly just a cauldron of duality or dualism. Yeah of subject-object boiling up and going there and going there and going that. But we're pictured as a singularity, as a thing, and so we take ourselves to be a unit, an independent, long-lasting, separate entity. Yes. Yeah. So if you go into the memories, the memories are in the act of being identified as self. If you go into the narration, the narration is in the act of being identified as self. If you rely on your perceptions, you perceive things. And you perceive things, and there's a belief that you are a thing perceiving other things. And the other things are the perceivers of you. This is not the truth, in a sense. There's what It's Wang Po, this great master would say, whatever can be perceived, which means this bodies you're looking at right now, cannot be that which is perceiving. End of story. It doesn't go into butts or on Wednesdays and Fridays or if it's a leap year or shit like that. No, it's a basic whatever can be perceived, what cannot be perceiving. Hallelujah. Yeah. Because what's really driving the perceived seemingly crazy is the idea that it's, it's the perceiving. Yeah. The action figure would just deal with things as how they're appearing. The subjective interpretation doesn't want to deal with things as they're appearing. They should be something else. <laughs> this should not be happening to me. Something else should be happening to me. And it goes off and off and it frustrates itself because in all of its yapping, it has no power in a sense. Mm -hmm. All the power it has has never changed the fact that I got run over in a car in, a, in this dream in 1980. Yeah. Now it can talk as if it's changed. Oh, I'm getting ready for my surfing, my pro contest, which I can't surf because one of my legs is so much dead. But, you know, it has these, it goes off and then just sort of, oh, the big elephant in the room, you got run over by, oh, let's forget that and wonder what it would be like, but you're, yeah, it has no power. Yeah. Yes? Yeah. So this subjectiveness that is the object is saddled with, it's like a fucking insane jockey that's making all of its galloping suck in a lot of ways. Yeah? The object would probably be all right if it was, you know, 68 degrees in here. I've got a nice little comforter on my legs. My toes are warm. I know I have two people that 
make great food. I have some shit in the refrigerator. I'm fucking on top of the world, Ma. I am as the object. It's the fucking subject. You know what I mean? Oh, I hope it's not minestrone or fucking. What you know? What happened to me with that minestrone thirty-five years ago? I'll never forget it. I know you won't, but I want you know. Uh, so. All right, so mechanicalness, the claiming, has there's no volition or choice. And it's not like when you go into the deep, you're going to see you are the chooser of all this. No, this is all mechanical. Yeah. When you change or somehow an aspect of you loses enough interest in these aspects, these aspects are not going to change the way you believe they're going to change because you believe they're you. And so when you feel you change, you believe all of you is going to change. This is not all of you, and it doesn't change. Yeah, it doesn't. It changes over time begrudgingly, but it has a limited uh, focus or pay scale. It's not going to, it's not, it's not a chariot of the gods. It's not going to become godlike. It's a it's a it's a non-existent thing that only seems to be existing when existence is moving through it. Yeah. And its existence is quite limited, probably based on its inherent non-existence. <laughs> so it can only appear so for such a, a certain amount of time and then it disappears. Yeah. Now the body may not disappear, but what was giving life to the body has moved on. And now the body, if you took any part out of that body, would probably work in a living body, but it ain't working in the dead body. Why is that? Because what actually turns it on isn't the body. The body doesn't have a, its own source of fucking propulsion. It's existence. It's an animating quality that doesn't appear it's not a thing that's appearing as a thing. It's a it's a it's no thing seeing things as things. Yeah. So there's an appearance of things in this giant ocean of nothingness. Yeah. So when the water leaves the the thing, it doesn't leave the ocean. It's it's that it was seemingly appearing as a wave. When the wave breaks, it just didn't lose a lot of water. Because it's all the ocean, no matter how many shapes and 80 foot waves, one foot wave, rogue wave, all these waves, they seem to have their own temperament, their own effect, but they're not of anything other than water or ocean. This is what it's like. So, yeah. And you come to terms with shit that you could not come to terms with before. Yeah. Because you see anew. Yeah. So... That's the message. The seeker is the sort, and I'm saying S-O-U-G-H-T, not S-W-O-R-D. I've already misled someone for eight years. I don't want that to happen again. The seeker is the sort, S-O-U-G-H-T. That's the compression of time and space. You got to give it that, right? So here in my life, I, there's been the seeker and there's been things I've sought. Yeah. So I could tell a story, a narration of this life could have been the seeker and the sort. 
seeking for love, seeking for jobs, seeking for a place to live, seeking for a you know sanctuary, seeking, seeking, seeking. And then would be all these things called the sort. And you could say, yes, life is a life of seek of a seeker and the sort. Yeah. And the activity is seeking and finding. Yes, basically. And everyone has their own story, but you could see it as there's the seeker and the sort and the seeking and the finding. Yeah. But in this case, non-duality is so beautiful, it just compresses that whole statement and, and neuters it immediately into the seeker is the sort. Yeah. So space and time are compressed. Boom. Seeker is the sort. How are you going to get out of that? You've been caught both ends. Mm -hmm. You're familiar with seeking and you're familiar with sorts. And now something has come and said, hey, listen, you as the great seeker are the sort. What? You can't say, oh, I don't know what seeking a sort. You sure do. You've been living a life of seeking and sort, yes? So suddenly that seeking and that sort, the seeker and the sort are given a new meaning through non-duality. The seeker is the sort. What? Yeah, there you go. Now, does the head continue seeking and sorting? Of course, it does, because it's not you. Yeah, This message is not con to convince the head. I do not believe the head's convincible. I don't. I believe it's straddled with a program. It is not AI. It's a program. And this program, if you've ever been in uh, a form of addiction, you probably understand that its program has its limits and has its ceiling and can't go past certain things. And one of them is self cannot get out of self. <laughs> it's just that freaking simple. Yet self never gets that. <laughs> self will not get the message that self can't get out of self. Something has to realize it. It took years of ass kicking for me to be brought to that recognition. And thank God I was done before I was done, meaning dead, I was still alive when I came to that recognition and I saw that self cannot get out of self. It's never been debated again or it doesn't come up for review every year. <laughs> I've rehabbed, I've rehabbed, I have rehabbed self sufficiently that self now can get out of self. Nope, I do not believe that. I do not believe I don't care if, if it swears to be an Indian Sikh for 30 years, it's going to change anything dramatically. I just don't. Self can't get out of self. Hallelujah. Literally. So you'll stop siding with it or aligning yourself with that pursuit. Because <laughs> isn't, that the, isn't that the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results? Hey, I've done it. What only changed was the vehicle. It was spirituality, it was drugs, it was this, it was that, but it was the same drive. And basically it'd be captured completely by the statement self trying to get out of self. <laughs> what a great news because I'm not that. Yeah. Does it keep doing it all fucking day probably? But I'm not getting minute-to-minute -minute reports because I'm not, it's the, the condition of self is not my pulse anymore. 
it's not my it's really not my business most of the time i'm not i'm not living the life of self i'm not following it every second yeah <laughs> there's better things not to do and to do than that so i think i covered those so yes if this message goes over your head that's where it meant to go that's what we're shooting for I do not want you to understand, except that you can't get it. That's a great understanding. Yeah. And like they say in Zen, one of the highest forms of mind is don't know. Don't know. So why not leave the indescribable, leave it to the indescribable to, to describe itself to you? Why not leave it to the incomprehensible to comprehend itself to you? Why not leave the unknowable to make itself known to you? Why not? Instead of trying to figure it out as that which cannot figure it out, just fucking surrender. Yeah. It's not even a surrender. That gives it too much meaning. It's just like, it doesn't work. This is a great statement we have in recovery. You would expect after the first part of the statement, they'd write this huge thing. And it says, you got to quit first. You got to quit playing God. And then what? It, what's the retort? It doesn't work. <laughs> That's it. It's not like anything. It's just basically pragmatism. It doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> I can agree with that. It doesn't work. Yeah, there you go. And now what happens? You find that you're in somehow something is working. In this case, the action figure could not stay sober. And now it's been sober for 35 years. It could not stay out of jail for more than a week near the end. And I haven't been in jail except to visit it, which is, I don't mind, for 30, I used to call those other trips visiting, but it wasn't, I was taken to the jail and left there. There wasn't, a, I wasn't visiting the jail. I was, but now I, I visit jails and I come out of it with a lot, a lot of gratitude. Because there go but the grace of whatever, of I, I, I would be there for sure. So, yeah, that's it, I guess. I'm stoked, like always. Yeah, Because the day doesn't make me free. I'm free in the day. Yeah, I don't put too many uh, un inappropriate demands on that thing, that which cannot deliver the goods. I do not believe a lot of life is like a half-ton pickup. You cannot put two tons of it in there. It just can't deliver. Yeah. So if you need to go through the basics of why things are unsatisfying, go to Buddhism 101. They explain it beautifully. That why is because we're looking at temporal things or temporary things for lasting satisfaction. That lasting satisfaction can only come from us, that state of no time, of being. And so therefore, the beauty of this world is that it fails us so that we stop relying on it to deliver what it may not deliver and see it more as a place to express something, I feel. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. I liked how somebody expressed it back at the church in San Francisco, uh, that for him it was like you threw curveballs. So not over the head, but like, you know, you're expecting it to come a certain way and then all of a sudden, you know, it goes around you. <laughs> yes. 
Well, you know, a lefty, if you ever was a pitcher when you were young as a lefty, you have a natural screwball. So just throwing it a fastball, it turns, it goes left. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, this message, part of the message is it's, 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 uh, how it's its direction it doesn't go in a straight line obviously yeah it may look like it's coming at the front <clears throat> door it goes through the back door yeah yeah you're in the butt <clears throat> hits you in the butt <laughs> or up the butt yeah osmosis, <laughs> is quite, osmosis works quite well so get some holy books and lay down on them see what happens <laughs> Yeah, just turn to your favorite page, lay down there, maybe put it over your heart, go to sleep with Hoang Po, and wake up. You'll probably feel exactly the same. <laughs> and Bra oh, yeah. Somebody said like an enema. And Brandon has his hand up. Hi, Brandon. Hello. I was just going to share... Um... I think it was last Wednesday, Paul, you were talking about, and you were talking a little bit about it today, um, the, sh the subject object. You really went into it last week quite a bit, and I, I wasn't even, I mean, I was trying to listen and pay attention, but I, it was kind of funny because I was really tired, but I just was, you know, I was here, and but something like went through and, and I went to bed and then it was like the subjectivity of everything would just kind of fell away. And I was kind of just like, it kind of just fell back or whatever. And I could see all the subjectivity of my mental, whatever apparatus and all it's kind of low key pre conditions for, happiness and peace of mind and things like that and um then there was just object just the body <laughs> and it was because you were talking and you were talking about it kind of like the jockey you know just kind of fell off the horse and um i guess i i don't know i just wanted to share that because it was really helpful um the way it, breaking that subject object down um, and then kind of over the past week I've just been kind of reminding myself with a little bit of like I, I guess it would be kind of like a mantra just I just say the word object and it kind of brings me into my body and I'm just here and I can see the subjectivity going on <laughs> and I can just yeah just be here in the body and then the body seems very relieved with that and it, it does feel, it feels, it's nice, so. Uh, yeah, whatever works and whatever triggers it, we'll find our own little cues, but you use them and then they, you don't need to use them. But right. yeah, the, the horse, I used to describe it as when the horse is free from the jockey and then it sees the old jockey moving towards it, it gets really uh, agitated, it starts kicking and shit, and then saddle gets put on and then he's got this fucking added weight but it's a great relief for the object this false subjectivity to be diminished because it's 
it's really driving the object crazy. It just wants to sit down. You know what I mean? It's, it just wants to relax. It wants to have something sweet. It's something like that. It's sort of like, it doesn't need a whole story all fucking day about everything. Yeah. Yeah, and it feels like there's a lot more um, going on with the body. Like, there's so much more uh, sensitivity and just kind of all my attention's there. And it just feels nice. <laughs> just to be in the body, it just feels, it's like, yeah, without all that racket going on and distraction going on, it's just like, it's just nice to just be, you know? Yeah, the thing is, the body, you'll, and it's of only, it, it's an appearance, obviously, there is no body. But right. Body in the world of appearance, the body will maybe feel something, and then the head thinks it's a terminal disease, and then the head's thinking, where am I going to, what senior citizen house am I going to be in before I die? And then you don't do anything, and then the body changes. And yeah, the disease that seems to have gone, and I feel a lot of shit comes and goes. That if it wasn't grabbed by the subjectivity, it would come, it would go. But sometimes it grabs it and it makes it something, and then you get stuck with a whole nother addition for the life of the object. Yeah? I swear, a lot of times I think things come and go. But if they're noticed and given name and form, they may not stay. They may not leave. And then something may start, and you're going to be have a whole other chapter in the story of the object being written by this subject. <laughs> <laughs> I think the body can get out of a lot of shit before the need to call for doctors. And I do, humbly, I really do. And uh, I've seen people who they look fine, and then the, the, that afternoon they got the news they had cancer and they believed it and then they looked terrible but they had cancer in the morning and they didn't look terrible it, was, it, was, it wasn't like it was came just when it was diagnosed they must have been under it for a while they seemed to look great and then they hear the news and they're fucking they look like they're 10 years older I, I think that as magic of the head myself well, yeah, is that like the subjectivity just going into overdrive then? Yes, because it gives something name and form. And sometimes I feel a lot of, a lot of things are better left unaddressed. Because if you don't uh, zoom in on it, they may disappear on their own. Yes, I think a lot of possibilities come through us all day. Night and, uh, I remember how ill I got in the pursuit of trying to be healthy. The head. the head, I remember I got introduced to this way of eating called macrobiotics in the 70s. I had the main dude, this guy, Michio Kushi, I had a private interview with him. The only thing I remember, he said, don't eat onions. That was the last thing <laughs> I came out of the whole hour with. But I, my head was constantly swelling on the small intestine. It was insane. It was making me sicker and sicker with this pursuit of wanting to get better. So, yeah, 
I think the head loves to magnify shit that the body doesn't do. It, you know? So whatever. That's but that's a pit an opinion. Yeah, no, I've noticed actually a similar thing with just my eating habits in general because I've had a little bit of a a struggle in that area with just food and and consumption in general, overeating and things like that. And when I'm just um, when that subjectivity is is not listened to, um, I'm feeling my I'm just like I said, my body's just content. It's like. You don't need any food right now. <laughs> like my this, like I want like a certain, you know, a lot of my. It's kind of like an addiction. Well, it's it's an addiction to like certain foods and cer- eating certain times of day, and and then I'm 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 gaining weight and I'm over and then it's like I drop the subjectivity and I'm just with the body. It feels like the body's just like yeah, you don't need to eat lunch today. Like that's right. You know <laughs> exactly and. Truly, the digestion goes along better without the digester. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. I mean, I think all the faculties work better as a verb than as than uh, having an overlord of a noun. Which, yeah. <laughs> so, I feel one of the great reliefs is in the body from the jockey. Seriously. It's now, it's still a horse. It's still run, ride, running, driving, but it's not being ridden. Yeah, it's being moved by other winds that just mental jockey. Yeah. In my case, it's done a whole lot better. Yeah. Thank you. Thank yeah, you. for sure. Appreciate it, Paul. Yeah. I've wondered if, uh, you know, with uh, the subjectivity being a lot more satisfied with the just the body object experience we'd be learning to give each other a lot of awesome massages just like you know just like music and poetry there's probably a lot more of that too and then our relating would be really happy just to touch each other <laughs> yes yes but uh yes i know but hey whatever <laughs> <laughs> <It's, you know. clears throat> Mike, you described the 60s and 70s, I think. Tried to go there, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. well, the problem was the 60s were followed by the 70s. (laughs) Well, it was still the subject trying to be all all loving, right? It was not being uh, free from selfing. It was still selfing wanting to be have free love. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's just... This is the dilemma, you know. Everything is really cool, but people are involved. That's mm-hmm. the dilemma. Yeah, the people are, are the vessel that throws a lot of meaning around. A lot of meaning in this dreaming. So uh, this is like the you see it in recovery. It's quite different than what you would call other maladies or diseases. A lot of people, you have to coax them and like just try to beg them to maybe get sober, where I don't think you would have a hard time if you had something that really worked on cancer for the person who had the cancer or was had by the cancer taking that medicine. They'd be lined up to take that medicine. But when it comes to the head, uh, 
This is why in recovery, the person themselves have to admit they're alcoholics. It doesn't matter if everyone in their town hall knows they're an alcoholic. That doesn't do shit because the head overrides everything. They have to admit it themselves. Yeah. So in a case, it's like this in this way. Uh, there is no self to see it, but there's going to be a seeing of it as you, yeah, that you're not that. Yeah, no matter how many times you hear the message, you're not that. It doesn't matter. It's the right, it's that triggering of seeing it, uh, that awareness, that flash of awareness that goes a long way. And satsang is hopefully triggering that, but it is not the flash of awareness. It's a mechanism of triggering it, but the flash of awareness is really what leaves a deep impression of you're not that, yeah? Yeah, and that goes a long way in this place of time. And then things can be built on that understanding because it's sound and more gets revealed. Like we say that it's not seeing more, but there's, uh, there's, there's, you see more, but no, not, there's not more seeing, but there's seeing more, yeah? More gets revealed, yeah, without you looking for it. You're just like an open container and shit comes in. You know, it's not like you only get it when you're meditating or something. It can be delivered any moment during the day because you're available and present. So you're always, you're never missing the uh, the the mail drop because you're here. Yeah. I don't have to be in a special condition to receive it. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks. Anyone else? I don't see any hands. Where's Mia? Is she with you? She's right here. Okay. I've got some strange people here. <laughs> I don't know what this is. I thought it's it's a different kind of Santa Claus. You see that outfit? Uh, the sweater? See, right? I don't know what that is. <laughs> There's the other patient. She's in. It's like the ghost of Christmas past. <laughs> There she goes. There's a Mesmia over there. Ah, uh, there The is there. The cat is, is somewhere else. And uh, yeah, here we are. A nice little, it's like a Hallmark call of whatever. A Hallmark card. I'm going to send to all my friends on Zoom. Oh, yeah, right. Me, Mia, Mia, the weird Santa Claus, Nor, Amelia. <laughs> Yes. Take a picture now. Take a picture. Yes. <laughs> and I'm going to get it enhanced by AI, and then it will all look better. Have you done that yet? On a, <laughs> you can do that with a photo. Have it have your mouth move or somebody else's. No, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, maybe I'll do that with Muji and those people. <laughs> I'll ruin their careers. Yeah. You got to get rid of the competition, man. <laughs> that would be funny could you imagine you ruined someone's career oh you know what I forgot because uh, the enema comment covered it up uh, Rye asked um, what did he ask something about is the witness and the knower the self because of the capital S yes Witnessing and knowing, witness, witness, knower, 
witness knower is selfing, yes. Well, I think he meant, hold on, let me see where he went. Witnessing knowing is, is awareness. Huh. It's not something awareness does, it's something awareness is. Yeah. But the knower and the witness is selfing. It's oh, and, he, and he, I didn't know you could delete questions. So you said that he deleted the question because it was answered implicitly. Ha ha. Oh, so, there you go. Well, yeah. A lot of them are. Yes. But uh, <laughs> a lot of them are. But some people are ready. Just they hold on to the question, the whole talk, and then they squeeze it out no matter what. It's, <laughs> it probably got answered like three minutes in to the talk. And that's very, very valuable to see. So see, there's a preconceived idea that's neutering the, the flow of ideas. Yes? Yeah. It's, a way, it's nothing right or wrong with it. It's Shit needs to be noticed. And let the noticing of it dis, in, describe something. You'll get something. It won't be a picture like the way you would draw it, but it will become clear over time. And you'll see anew, not meaning our friend anew, but anew. Yeah. We rush and try to fill in all the things to make it palpable to us, the us that we're not. Just attempt, watch it when it does it, because you can't, don't try to stop it. It's pointless. Yeah. Just watch it and see it's not you. And there's a lot of value in it. Yeah. Because the weird way here in duality to get a feeling of what you are, you get it through seeing what you're not. That's how it works. Yeah. This place, you just like they, in, if you ever see the yin yang, you know, the yin yang, if yin goes to it, the extreme, it turns into yang. And when yang goes to its extreme, it turns into yin. Yes. So this way, we are feeling what we are all the time, but it's not noticed as that, yeah? Because it's called Paul. So basically, the negation leads to the affirmation, yeah? I don't know, I don't think you can be led to the affirmation. I need you have, to, I feel here, it has to go negation, affirmation, yeah? Instead of affirmation. Because affirmation is reinforcing that which really needs to be negated. So negation doesn't reinforce it. It negates it. And then the affirmation is readily available at all times, right where you are, because lo and behold, you're it. Yeah? I don't feel people are getting that cleanly without going through the negation aspect and then getting to the, the affirming aspect because if that which gets negated through satsang doesn't get negated, it's going to claim the affirmation. It is. So this is why, I don't know, like there's a thing, if you ever read Ram Maharshi, when they talk about how this works, he says, that's, it's, you know, like the old thing in The Irishman by what's his name? It is what it is. He would just throw up his hand and say, hey, it is what it is. So you have to negate something to seem to affirm that which you already are. It just seems to be the ticket here. So, ding! So there's a negating of what you're not, and then there's an affirmation of what you are through the negating of what you're not. Yeah? 
Now you notice through that negation, the affirmation that wasn't being noticed before. But now you notice it. Yeah. I mean, you notice you are what you were looking for. Yeah. Now, have you been that which you've been looking for? Yeah, but you weren't noticing it. Yeah. But now through non-duality and negation, you notice it. Yeah. I am what I've been looking for. Because it's not the you that was looking for it. You got that was cleared up. That was negated. And now you can truly acknowledge the beingness because you're not stuck in this dualistic spin where if you were acknowledging the beingness before, it would be what you're not claiming to be the being of it. So now that's finally been cleaned up with this message. And now it's you just you live by the affirmation but you live by the affirmation through the negation. That's how I feel it works here. Yeah. I mean, how many people have been whacked and how many people did that seem, did that still carry a lot of weight through the next few days and years and months? It seems to not to, it seems to get neutered pretty easily. But when you combine it with negation of that act of claiming, then that, sense of affirmation can can be like clean yeah it can be cleaned there's no need to negate, negate anymore the affirmation is sufficient enough being obvious that there's no need you don't need to do any more tricks but i believe if you don't do the trick of negation it's not going to work at least in this case it didn't yeah I mean, I got whacked a lot of times, and yet it didn't take long for the head just to, you know, sew up another suit that looks just like the new revived me and then put it on and I took it to be my skin again, over and over again. So I, I truly believe epiphanies, peak experiences, they may be able to do something, but they may not do it because they didn't do it in this case, in a way. I needed this understanding of the, that activity of claiming whatever is going on and the beingness of me is going on incessantly. It may not be something that wasn't happening and then happened, which is easier to notice, but it's been happening. And why was I completely out to lunch concerning it to be happening? There must be something else happening at the same time or in time when this is happening in a timeless way. And I believe there is. And it's a mental activity of selfing. And the selfing claims the being to imply Paul. And I feel that needs to be addressed or it will keep doing it. Yeah. So I don't believe you can do a clean affirmation without a prior negation, truly, in this place. I may change my opinion tomorrow, but right now sounds good to me. Yeah, it does. All right. All right, anyone else? Or we're going to start saying goodbye. I swear. All right, Brandon. Great to see you again. Yeah, I appreciate you, Paul. Thanks for sticking with us. Yeah. You got a hand from Floyd. Oh, Floyd. Jesus, Floyd, you out. You you missed it. You got to come back tomorrow. You told you said not to go without asking that question, right? You said not to. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Floyd, come on in. I'm just joking with you.
but with a kernel of truth? Uh, it's not a question, but <clears throat> like you said, uh, negation and affirmation. So do you, uh, like, is there any example for that? Like, I don't yes, understand my, that. My life. I can't send it to you because it goes on rather long. But life, yes, that was the example. Mm. I heard a lot of messages. I am what I'm looking for. I hope to believe it and stuff, but it didn't really translate until I heard the message about what I'm not. And I think that comes first here because here in an illusion, the illusion would need to be negated before the reality would be affirmed. And if we're calling the illusion the reality, that needs to be negated before the reality is affirmed. And this is what happened with me. And this is how and why I talk the way I do. Because I can only tell you how it was and how it is in this event. I'm not, you know, someone may have had a, to you know, a toaster fall off the appliance shelf in Walmart and wake up and be completely clear forever and ever. Then I would tell you to go stand at Walmart at, and find an appliance aisle and hope that toaster falls on your head or even get someone to push that toaster and manufacture it if you can. That's not how it worked with me. Yeah, I had something lingering would continue to take whatever occurred, whatever was revealed and turn it into something. Unbeknownst to me, because it would happen. I'll tell you, this is one time I saw it in a very drastic way. Now, was I? did it give me power over it? No, but I saw it. And so I was in a place, a beautiful place, at a waterfall with a, at a, and a water hole. And I was with uh, my friend and her eight-year-old son. And something happened. I got under the waterfall and I felt something. And to that something I felt, I said, yes. And lo and behold, whatever, stuff happened. And it was nice to have the woman there to, to be a witness to it because she told me before my whole adult face changed and I looked like a kid. And I went into some space for a while. And I remember I was sitting on a rock drying and uh, just whatever. There was no idea of me sitting on a rock. It was just there. And then I heard a voice. Didn't sound like anyone's or mine. I didn't wasn't in that kind of mindset. But I heard a voice and it seemed like it was farther away. And it wasn't so loud. And it started to talk to me like anyone would, you know. So he was talking, it was talking to me. And as it, it moved closer, it seemed to move closer and the volume went up a little. And then there was a point where it was talking to me, talking to me, talking to me. And then it was, it did this little shift and was talking as me. And it just slipped right back in. And then Basically, at that point, the event seemed to end or take another turn. And then I came back to whatever. And then we walked out and I was still having all the hallucinations. But the the, the guest was back in the house again, so to speak, and just slipped in and it went on and on and on. Now, uh, 
that came in handy probably a lot later, but this is what happens. Yeah. This is what happened with me. So here, if you are in an already established state, you're not going to establish that state. You tell the truth of what keeps making it seem to be unestablished or need to be reestablished or lost and then to establish again to see that as not you. And then the establishedness of your inherent condition will become obvious and you will have absolutely nothing to do with it as what you're not. Yes. So there you go. So is it about linear progress on the so-called path? No, it's not a path and it's not about progress. It's about seeing paths and progress and yeah. seeing who thinks they need a path and who's that which is making or not making progress and see it as not you, and you'll lose interest in paths and, prog and progress because you'll lose interest in that that's interested in paths and progress. Because why? Not because you worked hard at losing interest in it. You'll see it's not you, and you'll lose interest in it. Just like if someone's talking about someone, and I'm hoping they're talking about me, and when I hear that they're not talking about me, I lose interest in that conversation. I do not have to go in the other room and get my interest and come here, interest, come back here. It just leaves that situation and there you go. So I've seen it demonstrated uh, lots of times. When you hear something is not about you, you usually lose interest in it. Well, there you go. That's the mess. That's the point of this message. The same thing will happen with what's going on in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. when, when I used to do some spiritual practices, this would come up, you know, they would say that, oh, okay, you did very well, allow you reach some kind of state. And then afterwards, you know, again, you think, you know, that, oh, okay, maybe I reached that state, but now it's no longer there, you know. So maybe you're saying it's a negation of that progress or so-called yes. idea, incremental it's yeah. not the progress that's negated. It's the idea that the one who has that idea that progress is needed or the path is needed is not you. So its yeah. interests are not your interests. And now maybe you'll find interest in a lot of different things that it's not interested in. Yeah. Maybe you would call it would call it boredom and ordinariness and the mundaneness of living yeah yeah if we call it dog shit awareness so yeah this is how i see it this or i'm seeing it this is all uh you know what i read in books didn't replace anything they amplified and emphasized stuff that was happening yes mm. Yeah, I did not get the ideas out of books. The books gave a recognition of the ideas that were there. Yes, they were mm. still, they brought something out that has a life of its own. It doesn't have to need, wear the book after the reading of it. Yeah, it comes out. Yeah, just like somebody, it's just like having things whispered to you, something that you already know. 
Yeah, they don't mm -hmm. have to whisper to you 800 times. You already know it. Once can do it. Yeah, mm -hmm. knowledge is there. You're just not accessing it because you're caught up in a mental knowledge. Yeah, the knowledge of self, let's say. Yeah, and so this is how it worked with me. This is why we have a non-duality talk. If I mm -hmm. felt, if I felt uh, this was about progress and path, we would say the talk would be called progress on the path, but it doesn't talk about progress or the path. <laughs> it talks non-duality. That's the that's the topic or the banner over this talk. It's non-duality, not progress on a path. I don't see non-duality as a path. I say I see it as a statement of fact. Yeah. Now the statement of fact is given a direction, which is negation. So the statement of the fact through negation enlivens the fact. Yes. So it's non-duality. Yes. That's my feeling around it. Yeah. Yeah. Someone else could have a different feeling. I'm not into, I don't think this is, this is just the feeling that happens here. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I've been a cod salesman. I've been selling cod. I may not even like cod, but that's what I sell. Yeah. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah. All right. And you do have uh, another one from Hassan, although he says that if it's too late, it's okay. But I said you'd probably take it. <laughs> oh, you do say that, eh? Yeah. All right, Hassan. Come on in. Hi, Come Paul. on. How are you? I'm here. Good. How are you doing? Hassan and Floyd are becoming my favorite people. All right. <laughs> Floyd and Hassan. It's like a one-two punch. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh... <laughs> I don't know, favorite of what, um, but Paul, I just, this is something that I've kind of grappled with, I think for, for a lot of years. And it's, it's this idea maybe, or concept or misperception of like bravery. Like, I, I think that there's a certain point, or I feel that there's a certain point where it's just like walking into the unknown as the unknown, but I find myself constantly looking for reassurance and looking to whether it's talk to you or talk to somebody else, just try to get this affirmation validation. And it feels like I just like, um, won't embody the, like you said earlier, um, this world disappoints us and there's, there's something about just expressing ourselves in it or expressing in it. And I feel like I really struggle with that expression. And, um, there's this, uh, kind of fear of, is that expression going to be right or wrong or true or untrue? I, I don't know if this makes sense. Yeah, yes, yeah, I do. Well, you know, uh, a lot of us have very well-built constructual structures around things, yeah, about mm -hmm. life stuff. And those structures, when you talk about the earnestness or the, the interest, those structures pervert and mutate the earnestness, turn it into something, a weird seriousness that doesn't work. Yeah. Yeah. It weighs you down. 
instead of lightens your load. It weighs you down. Uh, and I've noticed it with a lot of people. And when they keep coming to this place, we could see their physical, their faces would change. The structure that was holding their face would change. And I felt they became a lot better off uh, by giving themselves permission to be okay uh, without having to reach all these lofty goals that have been injected into us or somehow gotten in there. Yes, that you don't have to put off uh, an ease and comfort now for a greater ease and comfort in the future. You can, yeah, you yeah. can, you can have it now as now and that which is feeling these things in you at this point is not you yeah mm -hmm. you may have had vague feelings it's made it's using those vague feelings to get across a specific point that's not coming from you mm -hmm. yeah so that's what i can say because this is what we're talking about, the quickness of the claiming. It's happening right now as we're sharing. Yeah. yeah. The head is quickly claiming everything. And uh, every time you miss the target, it says, oh, we missed the target. You know, it's just, it's, it doesn't want to be under the spotlight, though it wants to be under the spotlight. It doesn't like it when it's, caught in a way but mm -hmm. like what we're speaking of here we're all getting we're caught by what we're sharing about now that this is what's happening the head is claiming this moment where you are and where i am and some of us can only see the heads claiming others can see the claiming of the head yeah yes yeah, yeah. Therefore, yeah. they have a lot less seriousness about it than the people that can only see the, the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I would just suggest keep coming back here, and just loosen up. You know. No, literally, this will be like an anti-workout uh, uh, YouTube video. You just come here, do nothing, and you'll feel a lot better. <laughs> yeah the, the the problem is when i leave here <clears throat> excuse me when i leave oh, here well, that's why we have a lot of them and then we have five a week and there's tons of youtubes and there's yeah, and yeah. Then just to you know i can see it hassan you're gonna you're fine bro yeah you just don't think so well, it, it's that, but it's also the orienting, right? Orienting around even this, these Zoom meetings, these, these meetings. It's like everything becomes just a, like a fucking orientation. And it's like just, and I know the place that is beyond the orientations, but it's like, it, I, I, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yes, I, I, I do know, but you're going to see the great value of these orientations both ways. They're going to fail you and then they're going to be quite relaxing like uh like being stuck in an elevator but the music is good yes yeah it'll be like a good music it'll be calming you'll enjoy it and you won't care how many seeming fucking floors you have to go up and down you know knowing there's nowhere to go but of course it seems like you gotta go you'll be accompanied by nice music nice music <laughs>
Yeah. What more do you want? Just, we're all stuck in this elevator. We're all going up and down. We know everything about every one of the flaws, yet we still go there. It doesn't matter. Yeah. This is the irony of the whole place. Yes. Yeah. 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 This is, but to greet it with a smile is, uh, to me, a very nice indication of relief. Yeah. It doesn't mean, oh, I've been freed from the elevator rides. No. It means I've just, I've, I'm, I don't fight where I can't win, so to speak. Yes. So I remember in recovery, uh, when I was out there using, I was just in defiance of facts of this life. And until I got aligned with those facts, which were, I was powerless over alcohol and drugs, and I was not managerial quality. They were facts. Now, I was in denial of that for quite a while. It didn't work out well. <laughs> when I finally got aligned with those facts, things worked a lot better. So there are other deeper facts that are quite easily to get aligned with. And the indication of them, you'll know it. Yeah. Yeah. You'll feel an ease and comfort where you used to feel uptight and anxious. Yes. Yeah. 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 So that's all I can suggest, you know, come to the cod salesman. We'll uh, grill some cod together. And uh, hopefully when you leave, you'll be leaving with a smile and I'll have a smile. There you go. And that makes being disoriented more funny. <laughs> Disorient as much as you like. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All you need, really, the only compass you need here is here and now. Nothing leaves that. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. All our imaginings of infinite and shit like that, nothing escapes here and now. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing comes into here and now that's not here and now. Nothing leaves here and now that's not here and now. Yeah? It's just yeah. here and now. Yeah. You're on, yes? Yeah. Am I on? What are you? Yeah. Like on, uh, like in on, the here? On. Awareness. Existence. Yeah. Onness. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You yeah. turn it on? No. Yeah. Do you think you're going to be turning it off? No. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Pumping good music in the elevator. Yeah, there I was going That was a really good one too. The only compass yeah, you need. Yeah, we'll start with uh what's the old song by the Moody Blues, Seesaw. On my seesaw. Yeah, da, 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 whatever. Yes. Yeah. Write up your own playlist, pump it in there. You'll constantly keep hearing variations of the same lovely theme. Yeah. As yeah. you go through punching the button. And why doesn't it stop when I punch the stop button? <laughs> we all have seat assignments as these little action figures, bro. Yes. We all see us. We all find ourselves in a seat assignment as the appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Your seat has one more assignment. You got a newbie who says he's new here. He just wants a few seconds. His name is Captain Burma. All right, sure. Three seconds, he says. 
You know how to unmute Captain Verma? Well, hello everybody and all you good looking people out there. Thank you very much, uh, Paul. Uh, you said Hassan and Floyd are your favorites. And uh, I'm proud to say that Floyd is the one who introduced me to you. And it is, gives me absolute honor and delight to be here on you on my first show with you. And uh, I am so enlightened to hear all the comments and viewpoints of everybody um, just putting in my two pennies uh, out here. And I, I hear uh, people talk about fears, illusions, anger. I sometimes wonder whether like you said, Paul, we need to live in the now and here. So what is a fear? Fear is essentially living in the in the future, right? So we're living a, a, a thing that has not even happened and we don't even know that is ever gonna happen. Or we have an anger uh, which is created by something beyond and outside our own selves, you know? So we are the people who are forgetting that we are the creators of our own uh, happiness, our own well-being, our thoughts, our emotions. And it's only when we allow any external form to come into us that is really going to impact uh, ourselves emotionally, physically, mentally. I think there has to be a realization in a way to say that I am not the body and I'm not even the mind. And we need to go internally and, uh, and examine ourselves and reach a point of self-awareness, which then takes us into a greater, uh, vaster uh, connection, if I may say, with the what I like to refer to as a divine force, the universal force. And when we continue to live of course we got to live we got to have an earning and all that kind of stuff but to allow the external uh influence to impact our lives negatively that's when uh the problem arises of fear and anger and having all sorts of illusions because it's unfortunate that we cannot get away from our past and we have such a vivid um, um, uh, illusion of Captain the future. Captain Verma, Captain Verma, can I? I'm just going to come in for a second. All right. I just want to talk too much. I, no, no, you haven't. I just want to throw in the little cod flavor of what you were saying. So, what we do with this, where you see, let's say, the idea of here and now, and that all these other things come in to sort of confuse everything. We're not setting off to stop that. We're just using that, that actually demonstration of powerlessness to change anything, yeah? And we're using it to see that I'm not that. I'm not that which wants to now just be in the here and now. So every time there's a, a, a recognition and then a claiming, that which starts stating the claiming, we de we declaim. There's a negation of that. Yes? Yeah. 
that's the beauty of it. So I want to thank you and I hope you come back. And I just wanted to throw the last little smell of cod on you. Yeah. Thanks so. ever so much, Paul. And uh, this is a promise, not a threat that I will be back. <laughs> that's all right. Thank you. Well, if you're back, we're going to make you major, Verma. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You're in line for a promotion. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Stay blessed. Oh, yes. Thank you very much. Yeah. Jacob, as always, nice to see you there. Thank you. Kathleen G. Sherry, thank you for your donation, Sherry. Uh, we got our friend. Oh, yeah. We got a new. We got our friend David in Down Under. Brandon V. Nice share today. Dana. Try to help. Ask your niece to help you with that thing. I got a feeling someone's screwing with your YouTube. We got Raj. Raj Mahal. I think you talked to to um, Michael. Just he gave me. He gave you my number. Just call me in the morning after nine Pacific time, sooner or later. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And if I'm available, we'll talk at that moment. If not, I'll tell you when I think I will be available, but I will answer the phone and yeah. All right. Thank you, Paul. I appreciate okay. that. Yeah, you're welcome, man. And anyone else? I mean, I just responded to a couple of people and I didn't hear from any of them. Somebody from South Africa said my phone number wasn't, uh, it wasn't a real phone number, but it's the one I've had for 30 years or something, but whatever. <laughs> So I, I just try again. If I haven't, you haven't gotten through to me. There's not a, I don't have like a iron dome shield blocking shit. Yeah. Usually you can get through to me on phone. All right. All right. Mike G. Always a pleasure, Mike, down there. We got Gio, good friend from Brazil. We got Hassan. Very nice to see you, Hassan. Elliot, as always. Elliot, as soon as I see Elliot, it rem I remember Brenda Lee. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, we'll always have Brenda Lee. Yeah, oh. we always have Brenda Lee. <laughs> <laughs> Those freaking beef tacos was something else. Very good. Yeah, thank you, Kristen, Paul. Yeah, you're welcome. Chris in Olympia, Washington. Nice to see you, Chris. Hazi phone. Thank you, Harry, for the support. And uh, hope it's all are well there. I don't know what's going on. Anand, Anand, Lynn D, Mike M, PK, PK, my friend from Long Island City. Just to be alive still and live and be in Long Island City, I don't think people know how incredibly successful that is, PK. Yes, you survived Long Island City. It's incredible. Nice to see you, brother. A lot of my family's there. Uh, the the Hedeman side. Yeah. One of my uncles was so big at the relative parties when that we have to, you know, there'd be a large people and they'd have those rental chairs, those fold up metal things. My job was when Uncle Gene was getting ready to sit, I had to slip two of those underneath his rear end. And when he started to go down, there was no turning back. So I had to be cut, slide those two things in to catch Uncle Gene. 
Yeah. So some of them were rather large, the old Hedermans there. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We got Lindy, Anand, Mike M, Rye, Rye I, Captain Verma, Susanna W. Nice to see hear you, Susanna. We got call in user. Call in user. Oh, I like that. I think I got everybody. Hey, listen, thank you, everyone, for holding the space. Yes. Paul, when's Joshua Tree? Joshua Tree, we're going down there. The talk will be the 21st. Because we're going to talk the tw uh, oh, 2021. 20 in, is going to be in Temecula, and 21 will be in Joshua Tree. We'll put it up soon. Okay, but thank you. One's in the afternoon on Saturday. The other one will be a little later on Sunday, so we can have the day in the desert before the talk. All right? That'd be great. Thank you. Yeah, we'll be putting it out for sure. All right, thank you, everybody. I'll see you soon. We'll be here tomorrow for recovery. Figure that out, maybe. And, uh, thank you, dude. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, Paul. Thank you, David. Thank you, Paul. Happy solstice. Down under and up here. <laughs> yeah, get under.